Hi, and welcome to Daring to Leap. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. Wow, do we have an eye opener for you today with the incredible Charlie Garnon. In this episode, we are peeling back the layers of our authentic self through the powerful lens of human design. Ever wonder what truly makes you tick or how to tap into your authentic strengths? Tune in and transform how you see yourself, make decisions, and interact with the world. Let's dive in. Charlie is a highly intuitive yet practical coach who brings the woo together with the do. She is a human design expert and continues to study the topic from the teachers at the International Human Design School. A marketer in her corporate career, Charlie has spent her life trying to understand why she is so different and found the answer in her experimentation with the human design system, which has enabled her to stop feeling stressed and bitter and live with ease in all aspects of life. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Thank you so much, Laurie. It's great to hear my bio read back to me as well. But thank you so much for inviting me on. Yes, I'm so excited that you're here. I mean, I think we'd all love to learn how to feel ease in all aspects of our life. And I'm I'm curious about the human design topic as well. So I can't wait to get into that. But first, I'd love to hear a bit about your journey. You spent quite a bit of time in marketing as a marketing executive. Tell me what happened and what made you decide to shift gears from marketing into human design? Yeah, I mean, I've been in marketing ever since I left university. So it's been about 15 or 16 years now, completely lost track of when that was. And I actually fell into marketing accidentally. I came out of university Mm. during a recession. And it was the only job that I could get at the time. So I I went into it. I actually loved it. So I just stayed and just worked my way up. And I think when I sort of hit my 30s, I just kind of kept having this little niggle of, is this really what I want to be doing with my life? Am I really a good marketer? I think that was one of the limiting Mm. beliefs that I was having was, can I really do the marketing? Can I, am I really any good at this? And this kind of like dried understand whether this was for me kind of came about when I started looking into what I think most people, people would call like spiritual sort of practices or spiritual concept and also the science behind psychology as well, like the way our minds work and things like that. I've always been interested in both sides, you see. And mm-hmm. I think really it came about in lockdown in 2020 where I discovered human design and I actually did discover that I am a good marketer, which is great to know that I have been doing something all of my life that's actually quite good for me. But also at the same time, I discovered that I was so much more than the mediocre person that I thought I was. And I learned that Mm. I was a leader through the human design system. And that really has what um, made me just step out and go 
this is what I want to do. I want to empower people to be leaders. Mm. That's so interesting. So when you were in marketing and you were thinking about those questions came up, like, is this what I want to be doing? Am I any good at this? These types of things. And in your exploration with human design, you realize that actually maybe marketing is in your path, but you were curious or thinking about something more than that. And that's, is that, is that what was got you to kind of shift? Okay. I could be good at marketing, but actually I want to be doing something else. Is that, is that right? Yeah, exactly. And I think like I was using my marketing skills as a marketing coach back when I discovered human design and because I was just doing a little bit of marketing coaching on the side. And I think that I've, I've really found with my clients that I was working with that I could give them all the strategy in the world. I could help them with their customer journey and I could set up their their nurture sequence with them and design their freebies and all this sort of stuff but actually what was holding them back was their self-worth and their ability to see themselves as the expert and the genius that they are and to really get themselves out there so this is when I sort of started to really think like is marketing coaching the most empowering thing that I can do for people or is it that I can empower people to be the unique people that they are and that on in turn can then help them to get out there to be visible in their businesses and that's kind of like who I work with today is people to really just step out as who they are whether that's in corporate whether that's in their business and and help them find a voice that's so interesting and it's so true in the thinking around okay i think we have at this point in this day and age access to almost all the information we could possibly have like if if i want to learn how to start a business i can google how to start a business and learn step one step two step three step four right or if i want to learn how to be a better leader i could read 10 books on it or something like that but there is a lot of truth in it's not just the how you do something or what to do it's who you are and who your beliefs about yourself your beliefs can i do it that internal dialogue that you have with yourself that can make a difference in a person's success more so than just knowing, okay, step one, step two, step three. And that's what I heard you talking about with how you kind of started to see that with your clients. Although I think a lot of us want to know, like, just tell me what to do, right? (laughs) Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And yeah, I'll deal with my internal stuff later. It's, It's quite appealing for sure. Talk to me a bit, Charlie, what is human design? Like, let's start from scratch because this is not something that I, I believe a lot of people are currently aware of. Can you just kind of give us the 101 on what is human design as a start? Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely feel as we're recording this, I do feel like people more and more people are starting to know human design, like at least know the term, but they might not know exactly what it is. So it is something that's becoming more and more popular for sure. 
The way I like to describe human design is that it is a personality test, except instead of filling out questions where you'll get a result and will like pigeonhole you into a color or a theme or a name or something like that. Human design is more of a personality test for your soul. So there's no questions for you to answer. There's no questions for your ego mind to kind of think, oh, I, I'm that person, but are you really? Not mm -hmm. sure. And when you just fill out your chart and you, you, you've got your time and your place and date of birth, that means that you'll get something kind of a little bit like an astrology chart in the sense that you will probably look at it and go, well, what on earth does that mean? And mm -hmm. though it doesn't look like an astrology chart, it's very complex and very difficult for people to understand. And once you get it interpreted, that's when you can start to understand who you really are, where you've been conditioned in life, where you might be tripping yourself up, so your ego mind might be taking hold of certain things in your life and trying to guide you in the wrong direction. And it just kind of tells you who you are, who you're not, which is very important for some people, I think, because a lot of us say, why can't I be like that person and get that promotion? Or why can't I be like that person and leave the job or start a business or something like that? And yeah, it can just really help you. And if you are somebody who's a little bit skeptical of something that is just based on your time and place of birth, then I invite you to lean into it because without a doubt, every single time that I have read a chart, whether it's just 10, 15 minutes or whether it's a full session, everybody just cannot believe how ridiculously accurate it is. And I will get people saying, You've given me goosebumps, you've given me butterflies in my stomach, you've made me feel like a really amazing and it really is accurate, which is one of the reasons why I use it because of that reaction that I get from people. Hmm. And I will tell everybody that Charlie pulled up my chart before we recorded and we talked about it a bit and I can vouch for quite a few things in there that were really surprising to me and I even asked her I'm like are you sure that says that in my chart because it was just so much detail and, and kind of I would say accurate I I think that is true and I'm still kind of chewing on a few of the things that that came up and so if we talk about okay there is a tool called human design and if we could just suspend disbelief around it and just kind of be open to the idea that maybe there's something about us when we're born, where we're born, what time we're born, the date we're born, that makes us authentically unique as a person that's going to carry through with ourselves for our whole life. And you could find this information out and learn a bit about what that says. And how, Charlie, when you got your first reading, what were some of the ahas for you that allowed you to really, um, some of the things that you talk about with this chart and how it's helping people with their self-worth, with imposter syndrome, with their confidence. Talk to me about how it helped you from that perspective. 
Yeah, exactly. So human design for me is multifaceted and I it contains many layers, many complexities. So when you first start to learn human design, there's just almost like little, tiny little bits of transformation, right? So you might have, it might be just a confirmation that that's who you are and you feel really good because you're like, yeah, that's been me all of my life. And I really love that my chart says that. But over time, the human design system can really start to help you understand the much bigger parts of you that were either once conditioned and you're using the system to decondition yourself, or they're just parts of you that can just be uncovered. Think of like an onion and it's got many, many, many layers around it. And human design, you can just use it to uncover and peel away those layers to find what is really and truly underneath everything. And for me specifically, it wasn't just necessarily the, those little things that I was like, oh, yes, I am an investigator. I do love to go down the rabbit hole on loads of things. And things like my energy type as well. I got very, very, very burnt out in corporate. And it turns out I'm, I'm not supposed to have a nine to five job because I don't have the energy to sustain working, 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 working. So those were definitely the two sort of little things. But for me now, learning that I'm intuitive was a really big one because when, you're, when, when we're children, we can be intuitive because we don't know any better. And we haven't had this kind of like societal or parental sort of conditioning put on us to say, oh, no, 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 you're not intuitive. So the intuitive one was a big one. And then the other really big one for me is that my human design teacher kept telling me that I was a leader. She said, Charlie, this bit in your chart means that you're a leader. This bit in your chart means that if you lead, everybody will follow. And I was such a mediocre person in my corporate career. I was just so, I was just such a nobody that I just, when I first heard that, I was just like, no, that, that, that can't be me. But actually now it's like nearly four years down the line of using the human design system. I peeled back those layers of the onion and I found that there is a leader and I am a leader and I will lead people into transforming themselves into their life's purpose and what they're born to do, basically. So it's very empowering using the system like that. Yeah, it it's so interesting. It's like we talk about trying to allow your authentic self to come out. And sometimes we don't really know or have confirmation around what are those natural things that I, gifts that I have, that I'm great at, that I, if I leaned into those and understand about myself, that maybe I'm not supposed to be super comfortable doing it the way that society says I'm supposed to do it. But instead, I am naturally good at doing it this way. And if I lean into that, my life could have more ease. And that was in your bio, your, your life has more ease in it. And is that, is that the strategy, Charlie? Is it about really leaning into your natural 
um, way of being, instincts, the, the, the person that you were born to be. And if you do that, things kind of flow a bit easier for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the way that I like to teach it is that if you're going against your design, then you will have resistance, you will have anxiety, you may even have health problems, burnout, all sorts of things that we've all been through in our corporate career. And that's because we're hitting our head against a brick wall because we're not born or designed to live like this, to work like this. And as soon as you realize and you come into alignment and you use the system and Sometimes it's just little tiny steps every single day. And when you start doing this, life does become a lot easier. And I think this is a great time to also introduce the decision-making process in the human design system as well. I find mm -hmm. that a lot of my clients are overthinking decisions. I get it, right? Sometimes we do have big decisions to make in life, like where to live or where to work or whether to start a business, all this sort of thing. And we're overthinking it. Whereas actually the human design system can start helping you to understand your personal decision-making process because we don't all make decisions in the same way. And once we tap into the genius that is our body, as opposed to the ego mind, which is where most of our decisions will usually come from, which is where anxiety is driven from and overthinking, all that sort of stuff, then we can start making those almost like the micro decisions every single day that we're making. And that helps our self-worth and that helps us with our self-esteem and that helps us to think, yeah, I'm really doing this right. And it just leads to ease in life when you make all those little micro decisions every single day using your human design authority. Hello, it's Lori Phillip here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. I just want to take a quick moment to share with you a free resource that I've added to the show notes for Daring to Leap listeners. For those of you who have lost that excitement in your work, I want you to know you do not have to start from scratch or make a giant leap. There are small things you can shift that will make a big difference. I created the Career Energy Boost, a guide and workbook, as a powerful resource crafted to help you step-by-step -step reignite that spark within your professional life. If you're ready to add some life and vibrancy to your career, you can download your free copy now. Click the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. I'm curious about my decision-making and how it comes up in my chart. I don't know if you still have that up, Charlie, or if you could pull it up. Could you tell me what it says about that for myself? We can make yeah, it real absolutely. for people. So <laughs> if anybody's listening that knows a bit about human design, I'm going to just say to you that Laurie is a 5-1 sacral generator. So what that means is the sacral part of that sentence or sacral, as some American people call it, I, for me, it's, it's sacral. It's that is your decision-making process. So you are a sacral generator. Now, what that means is that you are designed to wait to respond to life 
And that response comes from deep within like your gut. So you have this really amazing gut instinct. And for you, it's really beautiful to be able to ask you yes or no questions. So all of those micro decisions that you are making on a daily basis, it's great for you to maybe just switch them around. So instead of them being open-ended, so let's say, what do you want for dinner tonight? Okay, so that's an open-ended question. So if somebody Mm -hmm. asks you that, what the best thing is to do is to turn it around and just say to them, can you ask me a yes or no question? So what do you want for dinner tonight becomes, do you want a salad for dinner tonight? And your body's responses should be either something that's a bit lit up, that's a bit happy, that's a bit light. Maybe you move towards it and you just know instantly, yeah, I, I want a salad. Or it might be the opposite. So you might be cheat away from it. You might be like, oh, no, I just want something a bit more warming or a bit more mm. substantial. And you'll be like, you might even have like a noise coming from your body that's a bit more like, or something like that. And that is your, that's your decision-making process. Is that feeling good in the moment or no, no, it doesn't feel good. How does that land? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And for the audience, I've never heard this before. So I'm, I'm thinking about it and I like the idea of yes or no. And it's, it's very clear. I think it is easier for me to say yes or no than it is for me to say, okay, come up with from a blank sheet of paper, five ideas, and then narrow it down from there. I'm going to play around with that, Charlie, because yeah, I'm going to see how that is. I actually, when I was younger in my, I don't know, teens and 20s or whatever, I, I would have a hard time deciding if I had a lot of options. And I think that's mm-hmm. natural for, for people to too many decisions or too many uh, choices is confusing. I'd rather have just a few and pick from the few than have like unlimited. And so I would kind of joke with myself that I can't pick, decide, and I would like look at a menu at a restaurant forever. (laughs) I just couldn't do it. But I'm, I'm, I'm a lot better at that now than I was then. But it was definitely an issue for me. And so I'll have to reflect on that a bit more. Yeah. So what is it? What is your decision making process, Charlie? Okay. So I um i'm a splenic projector or splenic again like another slight difference in pronunciation there and what they what that means with the spleen specifically is the spleen is the center of intuition so it's quite an animalistic sort of uh, like understanding and knowing so it's where our fight flight or freeze response comes from as human beings as as we've evolved and for you, Laurie, your sacral response. So if somebody says to you, hey, hey, can I come on your podcast? And you have the response of, yes, oh my goodness, that's going to be amazing. Yes, 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 come on my podcast. For me, I don't, my yes isn't so loud. I don't have so much of a, of a bodily sort of like, oh, yes, this is amazing. But what I do have is a very quiet whisper of intuition. And this is where my intuition comes from. So I have this sort of 
yeah, it's either like a, a very quiet yes or yes, yeah, like a knowing, a, a, a knowing feeling that I, that's a no for me. So kind of similar for you because it's, they're both of them, they're in the moment. But there's another authority in the human design system that is the emotional solar plexus authority. And this authority is amazing because it's, it, while it's not for people to, to know in the moment whether that's right for them or not, usually when they sleep on a decision or several sleeps, if it's a bigger decision, then they will come to clarity because what their body is doing is it is looking at all angles of the situation and it's using their emotional intelligence to work out whether that is right for them mm. or not. So that's quite an, quite an awesome one. And I think in our society where we tend to be told that you have to make a decision now and actually for half of the population, you don't have to make your decision right now. You can sleep on it. Yeah, I think... I think my husband's that one. He loves to take in a lot of ideas, opinions of others, get a lot of information. He's not a quick yes, no decision maker. Mm-hmm. He he really likes to be informed and take his time with decisions, especially big ones. And I could care. I, I don't want to do all that research. I don't want to ask all those people. It's like, I just want to kind of know, like, I'm going to do it. Do it. So I, in um, thinking about the compare and contrast between the two styles, I can clearly see myself in one versus the other for sure. And what other, so we talked about decision-making and how we could better understand how we naturally make decisions. And that could help with our building up confidence. What other types of information that you can, Can a person gleam from their chart that's quite useful in their day-to-day experience or their their career? Yeah, so there's an awful lot. There's so Mm -hmm. much that you can get from a chart. So we can find out what somebody's greatest area of wisdom is. We can find out things like, like what their energy type is and their energy flow, which helps them to understand how they interact with others and how others see them. Sometimes we get tripped up in our minds because we think we're expressing ourselves well and then others turn around and they obviously haven't got us at all. And I definitely had that in my corporate career. It kind of explains like a lot for you as well. Like one of the, one of the main things I had trouble with as a projector in my corporate career is that Half of the people that I would work with would recognize me and understand. And so if I had ideas, then they would be, oh, great. That's an amazing idea, Charlie. Then half the people wouldn't recognize me. And you can literally see people looking right through me because they just have no idea what I've said at all. Mm. And that really helped me, actually, when I understood that. Really helped the bitterness of not being seen. What else can we see? We can see things like your your favorite or your preferred working environment. So in the human design system, we can maybe be good when we're working in like a little bit of a bustling place and we might be able to get more work done or it might be a a quieter place. Similar with digestion as well and, and like the health system. So I can tell you how it's good for you to digest food and I can also tell you how you digest the world as well, how you take everything in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's just so much. And we also have something in the human design system called the not self, which is essentially like the shadow side of your wisdom. So mm-hmm. if you think of wisdom as like a spectrum where on one side you're acting in your not self, so acting in your shadow, so low self-worth, you don't think you're inspirational, you're, you may be overly emotional as well. And then the other side is you've got the wisdom of that, you know, that part of your chart. And actually you can use that wisdom for good, not only for yourself, but also for other people as well. So yeah, there's a lot that you can uh, glean from a human design chart, life purpose, what you're designed to do. The list can go on. Oh my goodness. I know. I was just, I was writing down a few of the things that we talked about. And I didn't realize there was just more and more and more. And I had mentioned to you that I had my chart pulled about a year ago and there was so much information on it, but I couldn't, I couldn't read it. It's like, like hieroglyphics and you're like, you have to have a secret decoder ring to understand what it's saying. And so I didn't really at the time get a whole lot out of it. And so that could be something like if you take a look at it and you're like, I don't know what this says. There's yeah. there's certainly people like Charlie who have been studying how to read these charts for years that can that's a, has her own personal secret decoder ring is herself. <laughs> and so I'm curious, what is since we're talking about all the different things, like give me an example of wisdom. Like what does my chart say for wisdom? Yeah, so the wisdom is something that you may not consciously think that you're wise about, which mm-hmm. is where this whole thing with human design comes in where you kind of, yeah, some parts of your chart you may not recognize. And actually, this is because half of your chart is made up of conscious personality traits and the other half of your chart is made up of unconscious it's not even subconscious. It's not even anything that we can bring to the conscious awareness for, from your subconscious mm. is completely unconscious for you. And your area, your greatest area of wisdom is also going to be something that's on the unconscious side. And mm. for you, Laurie, it's all about, you've got two areas of wisdom, by the way, in your chart, which is amazing. Most people, they'll either have none but, you know, you can still find wisdom in a chart anyway, or they'll have one like myself. So it's quite rare to have two. So yours is all to do with emotional intelligence. So for you mm-hmm. personally, you may not have an understanding of your own emotional intelligence. You may not know where you are with your emotions. You may be overly emotional potentially as well, like really high or really low sometimes. But for other people... Your intelligence is helping them understand their emotions and also things like boundary setting as well is going to come into it. So you may be somebody who can really help someone else or guide someone else into setting their own boundaries and coming to their own conclusions about boundaries. And then your other area of wisdom is about that stress management that we were talking about as well. So for you, again, may not be something that you find easy to manage your own stress, but this is your area of wisdom for other people. Can you help people with 
their time pressures that they have. So one of my favorite things here is you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now because a lot of us will say to ourselves, I should be further along by now. I should have got promoted by now. I should have started my business by now. And you are probably here to help people to understand that they are exactly where they're meant to be and that they can release the time pressure, whatever it is that they want to be doing or coming into whoever that they want to come into. So how does that land? Do you think that you can see yourself in that? Yeah, yeah. I got chills, Charlie. I did. When you were talking about, because I actually had a a clip that I used a while back of me talking about this, but about letting go of the shoulds. And that includes, that includes time, right? Like, and having compassion for your own time frame for where you are now yeah. in this in this phase of your life and it's so interesting i have so much to reflect on i'm going to have to look at all the details of of the chart and before we wrap up charlie i'm curious is there anything else that listeners who are women in their careers that are looking to really step forward in their their confidence, their self-worth. What else have we not talked about yet around this topic can you offer to them? Mm, yeah, so I think the self-worth piece is a really big one. And I think that the first step to cultivating unconditional self-worth is to know yourself. Know yourself mm-hmm. really well. And depending on what human design type you are, you may not know yourself as well as you think. And, or you might be somebody who's done all the personality tests and you've studied yourself really well. Or you may be spiritual, of course, and you may be really understanding yourself. But regardless, like human design gives you such an in-depth understanding of your true self that you start to uncover who you really are and you start to get rid of those layers of conditioning that have been put on you from birth through your parents your teachers society government organizations and this is like really the beauty of it you can step out and be yourself and because you then know yourself you can then look at other people and instead of your mind going Why can't I be like her? Why can't I start a business like her? Why can't I get a promotion like her? You start to understand that that person has these particular traits. You have these particular traits and nobody is any better or worse than you. You are who you are. And all you need to do is to bring out that amazing genius, step out into the world and you will get that promotion. You will start that business. You will do whatever it is that you want to do in your life because you will have the confidence to do it and the self-worth to back it up as well. I love that so much, Charlie. It, it is so true. And I had this conversation on a different podcast. I was the guest and we had, were talking about self-love and, and, and a little bit on the self-worth and, um, one of the things that came up for me in that conversation was if you want to be seen, you have to see yourself first. Mm -hmm. And in that conversation, 
it was really about checking in with yourself. But also there are tools that you can use like human design as one option to just get more information. And I love this idea that it's beyond your mind, beyond your ego, beyond all of the filters that we've put on ourselves over the years. And just at its core, what does it say? And that's a great starting point for anybody to kind of just get a sense of, you know, who they are at their core and see what it says and see maybe there's some areas you can lean into that you hadn't considered. But you know what? That is where your brilliance lies. And why not know that and understand it so that you can start to to really lean into it more and have a more purposeful and life with ease. I love this ease piece of it, Charlie. I was really leaning in on that. Well, I want to thank you so much. If you could share with the audience where they can connect with you, learn more about your work. Yeah, absolutely. So I absolutely love hanging out on Instagram. So you can find me there at the Charlie Garnum. And I'm sure you'll have the link in the show notes for that. And um, really, it's just I, I do readings for human design. So the first step for working with me is literally just to have a reading. It's 60 minutes on Zoom with me and I get to tell you all about yourself, even though I've never met you before, which is the most incredible feeling ever. And I also do coaching as well. So I'm a qualified holistic life coach. So with the coaching side of things, I use my coaching skills and my projector guidance as well, which is one of the parts of being a projector. And I also use the human design system as well to guide you into 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 ease into amazingness so yeah i'm here to empower people to step out be their individual and unique self so that's how Mm. you can connect with me and i've just loved having this chat today laurie you are just so wonderful and you, you completely get it as well it's just been lovely chatting with you today thank you charlie i really appreciate your perspective your wisdom, and you leading us in this conversation about human design. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Make sure to tune in next week. We will be speaking with Dr. Cynthia Benson-Mertzer about how we can get into the driver's seat of our careers and be more intentional about our path. I hope you have an amazing week. It's your time to shine. Bye.